Coming to you live, this is your MTG Action Forward News Team. Hello, this is MTG Action Forward News, your news team for keeping things... Well, hello members of the collective. It's me, Mr. Combo Number 5, here to make all the friends. Then we have Mr. Bevers coming all the way from Lorwyn. Hey everybody, it's Mr. Bevers here. I'm almost as sweet as all those pulls I crack. Finally, Big Tuck came on his choo-choo from Ravnica. Hey everyone out there. Let me just say, as I always do, how pleasant and happy I am to be recording with you two guys. And certainly don't have any of my normal vitriol or sayings that I might have pulled off of the, the AFI's 100 Years 100 Movie Quotes to butcher right now. Well, we thought it would be so joyous to talk about our 12 cards of appreciation during the totally non-violent holiday of Rakshov! Well celebrated by our gruel brethren. On the first day of Rakshov, my spark gave to me. <laughs> well, Mr. Bevers, what is the card that you appreciate the most at 1CMC. This is a card that's near and dear to my heart, and that is, of course, Swords to Plowshares. This card has been in literally every white deck I've ever run. I've had copies of it since I was just a small, small child, and I would love to just stuff everyone's stockings with this card. It's a pretty great card. It's a, pre it's a pretty, pretty good great. one. And it's yeah. fitting because you're turning violence People who choose violence, you're turning them into farms. That's there right, exactly. It's very lovely. Yeah, yeah. You know, instead of you hurting me, I'm gonna gain you some life. That's right. Yeah, exactly. That's just the gift it's that very, always it's, gives. It's, exactly. You got it keeps it. on giving. Well, my first one at one CMC should literally be no surprise to anyone ever. It's the best card that should be in every commander deck ever, Altar of the Brood. A colorless artifact, whenever a permanent ETB is under my control, each opponent puts the top card of his or her library into his or her graveyard. It's kind of like when I play permanents, I'm stalking your stockings. Stuffing your stockings. And normally, as it'd be required for me to have some sort of violent outburst and anger about hearing this card, but since this is the season of giving, I'm nothing to say, but every once in a while, Mr. Combo finds a good deck to put this in. Every deck. He said every deck. I heard him. It, well, it yeah, is every but, deck. And I guess I can't really argue that every deck is a good deck in this <laughs> in this trying times of the holiday season. Well, Big Tuck, what's your CMC you're most appreciative for? Well, I'm hoping that I can get some appreciation in turn for Mr. Combo because I think Utopia Sprawl is a very strong enchantment for decks that run forests. For one, for one green, mm. you can enchant a forest, and as it enters the battlefield, you can choose a color. And then when Enchanted Forest is tapped for mana, it ends up giving you a gift of another mana, all for the low pittance of one one green mana. Wow, that sounds like a sound investment, but not for five dollars. It is, in fact, it is. You're gonna have to reach deep into your coal supply to be able to pay for this one. You have to compress the coal first, is what you're saying. Ooh. For a very long right. time, exactly. at very high pressure, then you and might turn be able the to coal afford. Into right, exactly. Yes. Is there an argument that you just buy this precon? That this comes in just because this is in there and that's a five dollar card, and so that's what yeah. twenty percent of what the cost of buying it is. I think it's I think it's a good one. I think it's a good idea. <laughs> On the, the second, second day, Rosh, my, my spark, my spark gave, gave to me. me. Well, the card that I appreciate at two CMC on the second day of Rakshov is a great card that people just 
need to need to play it a bit more because it's never fun when one of your friends accelerates quicker than you in a game. So damping sphere it's just <laughs> so friendly in this holiday season for two CMC. It's an artifact at uncommon. If the land was tapped for two or more mana, it produces colorless instead of any other type and amount. Each player casts a spell, costs one more to cast for each other spell that player has cast this turn. Just a little, hey, slow down, guys. We all want to enjoy the holiday season of Rockshop! This very known for being very slow. slow. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. And it's certainly not aggressive. The holiday Everyone's season, out, for sure. We're, we're giving the gift of equality to everyone playing the game. Yeah, yes, right. <laughs> well, Mr. B, what is your to cmc well i mean i had to pick something that was near and dear to myself which and as we had this discussion before we started recording uh, and that is of course steve i had to pick sakura tribe elder <laughs> because oh. <laughs> this little green dude has been in so many decks over so much time and all he does is just wants to give you the benefit of being able to block a uh, six six save you six life and give you a land at the same time what if if that isn't the gift of giving right there i don't yes. know what is a staunch right? defend a staunch defender against the south pole elves who are well known for their trickery and right sneaking around the battlefield i'm sure he's also seen his fair share of rock shove but the confusing thing is can we all agree that this art looks more like a turtle than a snake yes and Mr. Very Combo, much so. I, I, I believe you've identified a large issue of the snake <laughs> subtribe. I'm going to be honest with you. I thought, like, when I saw this card for the first time back in the day, I thought it was a Ninja Turtle. That's oh, what he yeah. looks like. I totally yeah. see that. That's what he looks like. Donatello with his two little, uh, right? his two little sticks. Yeah. Like, even the secret layer art that they did for Sakura Tribe Elder kind of still looks like a turtle. Like, just old man turtle. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, the turtle mm -hmm. from, from Kung Fu Panda? Question mark? Yes. Yeah, it was the, the Friday night the Friday night magic promo was the only one that really sort of looks like a snake. Mm -hmm. Right? And they reprinted it in Commander 19. Mm -hmm. It definitely has a yeah, much that, more snake like yeah. face, right? Is yes, is what right. I'm going for. Yes. Yes. Yeah. For sure. I could I can I would definitely say that's a snake, but mm -hmm. every other art iteration, it's Ninja Turtle. Right. Well, Big Tuck, what two CMC? Do you appreciate? Well, I appreciate this one that's hot off the presses from our pals over uh, who enjoy the evening time. Sometimes we need to kind of lock them away, and to do so, we need to dig up a moon silver key. And this is a two-drop artifact that for one mana and tapping, you can sacrifice it. So it's sacrificing itself in similar scope to the religious aspects of this holiday, if you will, uh, just like Steve. And then you can search your library for an artifact card with a mana ability or basic land card, reveal it, and put it into your hand, then shuffle your library. So again, you can use this one trinket to go get a better one. It's like when someone gives you something that you hate, like a jersey for a sports team that doesn't exist, and then you take it back to the friendly Walmart, get some money back, and go buy more magic cards with it. It's kind of giving you the bobble and the gift there. Does that come from personal experience? <laughs> that sounds like it was deeply rooted, yeah. But Moon Silver Key is actually a card I've been sleeping on because I just don't know where I want to put it. Mm -hmm. It's a it's it's a unique one. On the, the third, third day, day of Rockshaw, my spark gave, gave to me. me. Well, Big Tuck, why don't we start with your third day three CMC card? Well, uh, again, it's even though it's a joyous holiday. The uh, holiday time of Rakshav uh, can be a little chaotic. 
But you, and within that chaotic, you want to make sure that someone is still receiving something and potentially better than what you're trying to get rid of. It's like throwing out old clothes and getting something new in. Uh, and it looks like Mr. Bevers may also enjoy this three drop in the red slots called Chaos Warp. For two colorless and a red, mm. you get an instance. And then the owner of Target Permanent shuffles it into their library. So you're doing them a favor, free shuffle there. And then they reveal the top card of their library. If it's a permanent card, they put it directly onto the battlefield. So again, you're taking away, but then re-gifting them with something potentially even better than what you're trying to rip away from them. Or you just give it right back to them. the same card. Which is even the better. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Bevers, have you ever seen this? I know as someone who's played Commander for a long time, have you ever witnessed a gift? It's like a white elephant where you get a car, you get a present, give it away and get one at the end, and then you get to keep it again. One time, I've seen it once. Okay. Uh, in, in one of my own games, actually. Uh, and I, I don't think I was the one that cast the Chaos Warp, but someone else did, and it definitely happened. Uh, I, it was like an Avenger of Zendikar, I think. They Chaos Warped oh, away, no. and it came right back off the top. <laughs> so it was very, very awkward. Yeah, it was very, very awkward. Um, um, but I had the, that card best... picked as well. Oh, that was yours as well. As, as, a, as a man who loves some chaos, yeah. But I do have a backup. <laughs> I do have a backup third three drop. Anyway, continue. Go ahead, Ed. What was you gonna you had a thought? So there. the the funnest way I've ever seen chaos warp work is actually in feather decks with your tokens. Oh. <laughs> Nothing feels better than every turn for three mana turning a token into something way, way better. Yes, that's awesome. <laughs> well, that's called, Mr. B it's called a little bit of abuse, I think. But we're supposed to avoid that no. kind of stuff in Rock Shove, no. I think, right? Isn't that the, uh, the holiday season? I'm, so, I'm oh, sorry. I think right. you mispronounced it. I think it's pronounced Rock Shove. Oh, right, right. Sorry, my bad. I meant Rock Shove. <laughs> right. Okay. Yes. Uh -huh. Yeah. There it is. I'm sure that. Well, Mister, Mister B, what's mm -hmm. your three CMC? So I had I had one originally picked, uh, and this was one that was near and dear to my heart as well, and that's Agadim Occultist, because what? kind of holiday season would it be without some occultists kicking around you know <laughs> um and this is this is a near and dear one to my heart because i had an ally deck back in the day uh, and i loved it a lot and this is one of those ones where you can tap it to put target creature card from an opponent's graveyard onto the battlefield under your control if it's converted mana cost is less than or equal to the number of allies you control wow. you need not concern yourself with how the card ended up in your graveyard but just know that it's back on the battlefield and living its best life right that's all you need to know <laughs> I, I believe one man's treasure is, or trash is, is in fact another man's potpourri in this case right exactly exactly so like i mean it, it, you may have given them a gift of relieving them of having to pay that so you know that that uh you know creature uh or its wages around the holiday season but you're like i'll don't oh, worry sure. i'll take that burden for you i'll put it in play over here i'll make sure that they have a good home and a good holiday right love it so this is a slam dunk in tribal tribal right oh i mean that yes, just seems yes. phenomenal yes. yeah that's really good that is very accurate well mr combo over here knows sometimes during Rockshop, uh a nice aunt or uncle can maybe have one too many meads and you know they don't, they don't mean to come at you hot and heavy because you dropped out of college and became a belly dancer and you know still uh, took all of those student loan money to to get henna tattoos done um you just need them to cool off and what better way at three mana than sudden spoiling to just say hey 
take a second, sit down, cool off. Next turn, we'll talk it out. So instant with split second, so it can't be reacted to until end of turn. Creature uh, target player controls loses all abilities that have base power toughness zero two. Just take a breather. Take it. I I've, yeah. I've had to do this and take a take a quick breather outside during many a Magic tournament. So, <laughs> well, and this is one of those things too, right? There's a lot of communication about this sort of thing around the commander sphere as well, right? Where it's like, you know, if you want your decks to be a little bit more fair and all that kind of stuff, play cards that are instant speed that don't last for the rest of the game, right? Like there are yep. things like Darksteel Mutation, things like that, that do similar effect to this. But this is only for a turn. So it's just like, hey, you know, take yep. a break. Everything's OK. It'll be back to normal momentarily. Right. We will get back to that regularly scheduled programming. Exactly. <laughs> On the fourth day of Rockshaw. And the fourth CMC slot. Mr. B, what do you got? I mean, I don't know about most of you out there, but sometimes during the holiday season, I feel a little like maybe melancholy, right? Uh, you know, sometimes it can bring up bad memories. Sometimes you're not with family when you should be. Maybe you're not with your friends when you should be. So I've, of course, had to pick something on par with this, and that is, of course, Solemn Simulacrum, because who doesn't <laughs> like a sad robot, right? A sad robot for the holiday season. And, and not only that, this card gives you so many things when it comes it into does. play and when it dies, it sacrifices itself for your greater good. And it's just a great all round four drop for most commander decks. Let's be honest. It is. It is so sad. It's 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 harsh. But, you know, I think even though he may be lonely, he does get put in a lot of decks, which I'm sure makes him feel really good. Right. Not so sad I mean, anymore, maybe. Does it? That's kind of like the the loose person at your college <laughs> sleeping with everyone. Oh. And it's like, oh, good for them. They have hepatitis. Like, no, uh, I, don't, yeah. I don't think it works like that. He's just trying to, he is also trying to fill up the empty void in him by whoring himself around. Too. <laughs> wow. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and second thing, we talked about art. I was so happy when they came out with this new style art with the more mm -hmm. aggressive looking robot. Looks a little less sad. But now actually looking at the art, it seems even more depressing because the background looks eerily similar to the Sanctum Centaurium where Doctor Strange hangs out. So now it seems like Solemn Simulacrum is just like an artifact that Strange found on some adventure. And now he's locked in the tower and can never leave. Just toss it. <laughs> yeah, you live here now. Mm. <laughs> so mm. sad. Big Tuck for CMC. Well, sometimes, you know, even though this is the holiday of giving, but sometimes you got to treat yourself a little bit. And what better way than bringing a friend, in this case, a lovely goth lady with raven hair that you can look at from a distance, uh, who can also go and help you even out your mana in decks that care about swamps. So Liliana of the Dark Realms. It's a little dark, mm. potentially, for the rock shove. Uh, and she certainly is kind of a calm, cool cucumber kind of gal. But for two colors and double black, you get a legendary planeswalker Liliana. And the plus one, which is pretty much all you're going to be using it for, is searching your library for a swamp card, revealing it, and then putting it into your hand and shuffling your library. You can also do minus three, where a target creature gets plus X plus X or minus X minus X until end of turn, where X is the number of swamps you control. Then finally at six, she ultimates and gives you a huge gift, which is that the swamps that you have, that you already control, have tap add four black mana, which seems to be quite a bit. Uh, unfortunately, this is a gift that you're going to have to box out the penny books for because she is coming in at $20. So, argument to be made, 
Would you, as long as you're running the optimal, you know, mana bases with your dual lands and stuff, could you, is Dark Realms, is she worth putting in other decks because it is a tutor for a dual land as a plus ability? I put her in all, I would put her in most, if not all, two color black decks. Except for maybe black green, because they don't really need help searching for things. But red, uh, I have her in black red and black blue, I believe. So I, I, I think it's very strong for that exact moment. For that exact reason, Mr. Combo. All right. Well, my card is also fairly new. It's about a year old. Um, and this card, it just... Sometimes you have creatures on the field that are vanilla. They have no effects. A lot of times they get called bears. Um, they just, you know, they don't, they don't have a lot of flavor. And so I'm here to make sure everyone has a bit of flavor with a Chroma's Will. Three oh. colorless white, instant. Choose one, but if you have your commander, you can do both. Creatures you control gain flying vigilance, double strike until end of turn. Creatures you control gain lifelink, indestructible, and protection from all colors until end of turn. So it's good. very friendly. It's, it is and, so and at good. a cool instant, at instant speed. Not powerful at all. It definitely has nothing to do with rock shove. That's for sure. <laughs> it definitely doesn't feel aggressive in any way. It doesn't. Yeah. No. <laughs> it's clearly on it's the green side friendly. of it. Very relaxing. Yeah. 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 Uh, and I, it's and it makes people feel included. And the only thing, right. the only thing it could have on here, Mister Combo, that is clearly missing is banding. The ultimate feel good. Mechanic. <laughs> I know <laughs> that is the ultimate feel good mechanic. Could you imagine a card that gave all of your creatures banding? It would be amazing. <laughs> I would play it in every deck. It would make your opponent so confused as to what's going on. <laughs> you'd, you'd, have, you'd have to spend the card just comes with like reminder text that it's just like yeah. spend five minutes looking up and explaining how banding works. Correct, exactly. <laughs> but would you rather have a card that gives all creatures banding, or rather have someone play Chains of Mephistos? Oh God, yeah. Uh, chains of too much text on a card. Got it. Yeah. Got, got uh, it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, banding probably better. <laughs> <laughs> on the fifth day of rock shop my spark gave to me all right big tuck what do you got at five cmc on your well, fifth day not everything about the holidays is good and as someone who not too recently ago was a master's student one of the things that's the worst thing about the holiday season is having to take finals and other nonsensical exams all the time and one of the ones might be a perplexing test so for three colorless and double blue, it's an instant fresh off the release of Commander 2021 that has choose one, return all creature tokens to their owner's hands or return all non-token creatures to their owner's hands. So if you're playing big giant boys and, and fighting up against the most evil deck in the planet, Reese the Redeemed, then you can just bounce all his and keep all yours or vice versa. And all this for under a dollar makes this a very confusing and maybe the best test you might ever take. How do we feel that because I don't this card's fine for five mana, <laughs> but I'm more thinking on the token one. What if it said return all tokens to their owner's hands, but it was still return oh. all non-token creatures to their owner's hands. It's still that, the non-token creatures for the second, but all tokens for the first one. Do you think that makes this I actually really good? I think that's way too good. <laughs> I think that's really. Way too, it, oh, yeah, it would make it definitely. Uh, much stronger than it is for sure um yeah, I, whether it would make it way too good or not i don't know if i agree necessarily with that 
Because um, it's like clue tokens and blood tokens and treasure tokens. Yeah, I think I think that if you if you put all tokens on it, it would end up being an auto include in any blue deck, basically, yeah. right? In Commander, mm. because because it gets rid of clues and treasures and all that kind of stuff. And right now, those types of things run rampant in EDH. Right? I was just so, gonna say maybe it's meta dependent, but I think every single person I know plays some sort of clues or treasures or something like that. Yeah. Uh, but we have meta. things that say return all non uh, non land permanents, permanents. like yep. a lot of cards that do that. So it, yep. I feel like it's just as powerful as those. Yep. But it's just like, hey, well, instead of you, you got to choose, do you want the non token creatures? Is that the issue or is it the tokens? That's the issues mm. as like a whole. I feel like it makes the card a little bit more modal. The fact that it's only right. for creatures, yeah, period. Yeah, yeah. It's like, mm -hmm. OK, is Hence that why it's work? only a dollar a dollar? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. All right. Well, my fifth day of Rockshaw at 5 CMC is actually a card that I think Tuck will be shocked that I'm talking about. Farsight Mask. I think this should probably be played more. Five oh. colorless artifact. Whenever a source and opponent controls deals damage to you, if Farsight Mask is untapped, you may draw a card. Well, um, sometimes my feelings get hurt in the holidays. It gets smoothed over when, you know, as they're smacking me, they give me a lollipop. So oh, sure. it's like, hey, if you're going to hit me, I get a lollipop. But also, the great thing is it does say whenever a source an opponent controls. So if they hit you with 10 one ones, that's 10 card draws. Yeah. And there should never be a reason why Farsight Mask is ever tapped. Also true. And also it's seasonal because it looks very much like Kevin McAllister screaming on the cover of the Home Alone <laughs> that we just talked about on Thursday. <laughs> wow. Uh, sure we can go with that i think this is a great little artifact um and obviously like it's it's very i think that this is a very good replacement for other pillow fort effects mm. right uh like if you don't want to build your pillow fort deck in the aspect of slowing the game down this doesn't slow the game down this keeps the game going at a clip and in fact increases the speed if someone is very aggressive because you draw right. a ton of cards which gets you maybe some weird answers that you need to deal with not dying so quickly right so question i have and i can't remember the card name off the top of my head but i know that ultra budget bruise is really really hot on it it's like a five drop artifact and i think it's like whenever an opponent draws a card you could pay one and then you get to draw a card uh i mind's eye mind's eye is that for five Yes. It, could we argue that Farsight Mask is better than Mind's Eye? I th I think it could be argued that. We've we also we we have litigated Mind's Eye on our alternate universe podcast at least like three or four times. So mm -hmm. maybe I'm just. I think, I think you that. could make the argument that it's on the same level, probably right, because mm. it's a different resource that you're paying to draw the card, right? Yeah, um, I guess it's life. It's life instead yeah. of mana, right? Which is actually, when you think about it, life is a lot easier to pay with than yeah, mana yeah, is, sure. right? In situations. And also, Farsight Mask is, has the ability to draw you more cards than Mind's Eye does, right? right. Mm -hmm. In the aspect of, you know, you could get four from one combat, whereas Mind's Eye is only, you know, you get one for each person that draws a card, basically. If you have right. the one mana to If you pay have for the it. mana yeah. to pay each time, right? So, yeah. I could, I could see it being like on at least on the same level, maybe a I little better, right? I was about to say, I feel like the yeah. argument points you gave just made it sound better. Even better. Well, that's what I mean. It's like <laughs> it, it, I think that like it's it's probably leaning toward better uh, or, you know, at least it's at least equal. Put it that way. Right. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Well, Mr. B, what's your five CMC? 
So I picked another one that I have a lot of experience with from when I was just a wee young lad, and that is Marari's Wake, which oh, is a yes. three and green so white. Good. Creatures you control get plus one, plus one, and then whenever you tap a land for mana, add one mana of any type that land produced to your mana pool. Uh, and the reason I picked this is because uh, white has a really hard time ramping out most of the time it's getting better these these days right? it's getting better these days but it definitely was one of those you know uh <laughs> those colors that didn't really have a way to uh advance their mana state they had a way to catch up lots of ways to catch up but mm-hmm. no ways to advance um and mirari's wake is one of those ways that you can absolutely advance your mana and your board state quicker than people might expect you to um and yeah, you have to play green, but welcome to white. It's just how it <laughs> is sometimes, right? Uh, and that's just adding the festive color to the holiday season. You've got the snow, you've got the green tree. This is all you need for the holiday, right? Oh, that's, yeah. that's what we that's what we expect, right? So I, I have something to say that will make Tuck be overwhelmed with joy. There is a gold bordered version of Mirari's Wake, and one could argue it actually looks better than all the other copies. Wow. Uh, it I, looks really good with the gold border. I think, like with like the gold oh, it's frame, the old, it's the yeah. old, uh, mm-hmm. it's the old, it's the old art. It's, it's old not art, the, yeah. it's the old art, but it's the new frame. Interesting, mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah, uh, and then like even having the little signature on there, it looks very. Yeah, looks oh, but it's I not really even like the it. new frame. It's like the, it's like the mid. It's the mid-era frame, I guess. Is that the way that we call it now? Because <laughs> yeah. right? oh, the guess, old yeah. frame is the weird stripey one, right? And then mm-hmm. the one from mid-era is the, where it's like a little bit... Almost looks like marble. Yeah, and then yeah. now the new one is they've tightened... Like, you can barely see that border now. Do you know what I mean? In the mm-hmm. new, right? Mm-hmm. Interesting. This is, also, this is also an interesting gift to receive because at some point a few years ago... You might actually think, wow, this is worth so much value. And then it's like getting a tickle me Elmo three years later and realizing that its value has plummeted because it's been made every Christmas for the last five years. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, I was about it's to say the, the beanie baby of magic cards, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, because like you can now get one for five dollars. I want to say when Tuck got me into magic, it was like 20 bucks. Oh, yeah. Least. Something like At that. Least. Sure. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, because well, because it only had what uh, one printing, maybe two printings at that two, point, which was yeah, the Judgment yeah. printing, right? Um, yeah, and then it had a. It looks like a Pro Tour printing, right? Yep, Conspiracy. And, and conspiracy was a big one, right? But Conspiracy was years later, right? Yeah. Like Conspiracy didn't come out until the two thousands somewhere, right? And mm-hmm. Judgment was in the nineties or early two thousands, two thousand and three. It looks like maybe is that what I'm seeing? Yeah. Two thousand and two yeah. for Judgment. Yeah, so. Hmm. Oof. There was a big gap between the reprint of this, right? When Conspiracy right. came out. Yeah. Insert. 11 years. On the sixth day of Rock Shops, my spark gave to me. I think I would like to start the sixth day of Rock with a card that I had honestly never heard of. But now I think I want to find decks to play it in. We are talking about patron of the kitsune mm. great for tribal tribal for colorless white white legendary 
creature spirit. It's a rare. It's a 5-6. And it does have, whenever a creature attacks, you may gain one life. <laughs> What's better than when your opponents want to smack you around and just incidentally just gaining life whenever they attack? But then also, it does have the very, very commonly uh, known <laughs> effect of fox offering. You may play this card anytime you can play an instant by sacrificing a fox and paying the difference in mana cost between this and the sacrifice cost or Sacrifice Fox, and the mana cost does include color. Like an um, old school emerge, basically, right? Yeah. Uh, shockingly, I'm surprised by this, at the time of printing, there are actually 29 Fox cards, which is very strange. <laughs> there's a lot, right? Because there's like, they keep printing like the Fox cards that like, you know, you can sack to blow up enchantments sure, and things yeah. like that, right? Like just like the little 2-2 bear foxes that just have like a weird ability on them. Farfinder, that's three for one one vigilance. That's let you tutor up a basic land mm -hmm. to your hand. So there you go. <laughs> I guess when I when I type fox into Scryfall, I literally only see what four, five, six. Are I you see doing six it as total? Are you doing it as you got to do it as type? the creature type? Yeah. Or oh the no, name no name I search. just I just typed it into the search bar. Yeah. Hmm. That explains that. There we go. Yeah, because the, there's also all the foxes from the Kamigawa block, Gawa right? Block, Which was there yeah. quite quite a few of them from there, uh, because mm. it was one of the tribes at that time, right? Because of all the kitsunes, <laughs> basically, right? Right. Better thing to do is just run it in your tribal tribal deck. Mm. There it could be a little bit easier to to, to, <laughs> to pull off, for sure. Well, well, Big Tuck, what do you got? Well, even though it's a time of giving, sometimes there's some people in your life that by hook or by crook. Maybe get better presents than you, or give better presents, and maybe you want to knock them off their high horse because they won't stop talking about it in fifth grade homeroom. <laughs> so in that case, you could bring on a little friend, one of my personal favorites, named Scourge of the Throne. Four colorless, oh double red for a 5-5 five, five flying <laughs> dragon that has the throne. When this creature attacks the player with the most life or tied for the most life, put a 1-1 one, one counter on it. And then when so it friendly. attacks the first time each turn, if it's the attacking player, if it's attacking the player with the most life or gifts or tied for most life, untap all attacking creatures after this phase there's an additional combat phase so now you can teach billy who got the skateboard that you wanted or stole it from you or, or those times that he ever shoved you in the locker for stealing all your lunch money now you can make him pay the iron price which if that's not a giving and in the spirit of raksha then i'm not i'm maybe i just don't understand the holiday i'm learning a lot about big tuck today I you listen. It's there's some deep-rooted childhood aggression. There's some deep-rooted things going on here. Big Tuck may have also just gotten friend zone from a journalist that he was dating today, so perhaps he's emotionally vulnerable. <laughs> <laughs> and also, I think an Arakdos deck, Scourge of the Throne with Necropotence, is pretty oh, amazing because you yeah. can always make sure that someone has more life than you. Absolutely. Well, Mister B, what's your six CMC? I mean, I went a different route. Uh, than both of you, because I picked a pet card of mine, which is, of course, Aether Tide Whale. Uh, I have what? a whole I have I have a horrible, horrible relationship with this whale, and that's why I thought I should share it with all of you. Uh, I don't think I opened a single product from Aether Revolt where I didn't open one of these whales. Um, and it sort of is where the whale tribal deck that I built forged from. So that's why I had to include it in the six drop because I couldn't not. Uh, I see. Sure. I mean, this is a six four flyer for six mana that comes in and it gives you enough energy that you can return it to your hand and still have two energy left over. So it's just oh. an infinite energy engine oh, there right we go. there. Om right? 
omniscience, aether yeah. tide whale, infinite Ex energy. There you, there go. you go, infinite energy, right? The it's it's just what everybody wants, right? So uh, this is obviously just a great card. You know what I mean? Like, who doesn't think that when you think of a whale, you think, shit, I need to look into the sky. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, uh, like obviously, every whale that you know will be a flying whale, and you should always look up. Yes, and have quite fear whimsical. of being crushed by a giant <laughs> mammal. Um, or is this whale going to just turn into a pot of flowers by the time it hits the ground? Or wait, is it the other way around? Sure. I don't know. From the, the uh, Hitchhiker's Guide. Oh, never seen it. Or read, or read it. I have seen it, but very, very long time ago, and well, I have never read it myself. Well, welcome to the nightmare that is Tuck's brain of references that he <laughs> himself doesn't fully understand. Ah, yes, perfect, perfect. But yeah, that's my six drop. It's a great little gift for everybody involved. Uh, your opponent will not be too fearful, I would think, of this when you play it. So, uh, you know, you can just sneak it on past in the sky for six damage. I mean, what's... Just a little gift, a little kiss, a little whale just, kiss, just as it were. Just, 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 just a little whale kiss. Just a taste by God. Yeah. Well, on the seventh, seventh day of rock, shot my spark, spark gave to me. me. Well, Big Tuck, give us your seventh day, seventh CMC rock shot card. Well, as we turn onto this season, the holidays are not going to be the only thing that are approaching. In fact, there could be another glowing object coming up in the sky. That'll help you win the game and make everyone else extremely frustrated. And for that, we were talking about Approach to the Second Sun, a personal pet card of mine. Never I works. try to run and every never yeah, works. A, a personal pet card of mine that never works. <laughs> Six man <laughs> and a white for a sorcery. If the spell was cast from your hand and you've cast another spell <laughs> named Approach to the Second Sun this game, you win the game. Otherwise, put it into its owner's library, seven from the top, and you gain seven life. So not only are we giving everyone the grace of ending the game shortly, we're also doing it in a very nonviolent way, which again fits the themes of Rockshaw. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Absolutely fits. That. It's definitely not a violent card at all. And as as you said, it never works. Uh, so it's really <laughs> nonviolent. It's like the most nonviolent win condition ever, right? It's like it's like that fruitcake that your uh, cousin keeps bringing <laughs> to the meal, <laughs> and it's just like we get it. Denise, we don't want the fruitcake. <laughs> Denise. <laughs> I, I immediately almost said Karen. I was like, no, we got to come up with a new yeah, one. It's yeah, Denise. Yeah, yeah. going to be a new name, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Mr. B, what is your 7 CMC? So I picked another whale, because why wouldn't I? <laughs> right? I mean, Jesus. this is a 7 oh. drop, but this whale is actually very, very good. Uh, and that is Colossal Whale. Uh, this is a 5-5 five, five for 7, oh. but when it attacks, you get to exile target creature defending player controls until it leaves the battlefield. So it's oh. just a little, like, repeatable exile effect, which is pretty nice. Uh, and not to mention, it also has Island Walk. So, you know, once they finally release the Island Cradle, which I'm sure they will <laughs> at some point, since we now have a Swamp and a Forest Cradle or oh, whatever. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, Urborg and Yavamaya, yeah. whatever. I, I'm sure the blue one will be called Talaria, right? I mean, <laughs> why yeah. would they? Uh, who, anyway, it's not like it's not like uh, it's not like uh, Wizards hasn't become completely creatively bankrupt after doing this for twenty odd years. Mm, yeah, listen, it's fine, it's fine. Uh, but this whale is great. I play this in in most of my blue decks uh, just because it's just a solid little beater. 
Um, and it's actually very easy to give your opponent an island. There is mm. uh, Spreading Seas, uh, which is a great little enchantment that gives your opponents an island. Uh, Mr. Com- I- one of Mr. Combo's <laughs> favorite, Quicksilver Fountain. Does it on go. its own? There you go. There you go. See, this is what I mean. There's, there's uh, so many ways that you can just get in for free with this card and exile things that you don't like on the board. It's the gift that keeps giving <laughs> to you. Well, maybe you're taking, you're stealing other people's gifts. I don't know. It's Listen, <laughs> we talked about this, talked <laughs> said something about a skateboard being stolen. I don't know. I'm assuming that's what, <laughs> that's what this is all about. Well, my seventh CMC card, you know... Uh, would talk about Cyclonic Rift, but technically that's 2CMC. So how could I talk about Cyclonic Rift without talking about Cyclonic Rift? Well, I think there's a Cyclone Summoner that'll do just fine. <laughs> Five colorless blue blue, giant wizard, 7-7. Seven, seven. I've also noticed that the cards are getting meaner the higher the CMC we go. <laughs> oh, ah, uh, yes, actually. It, 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 it seems like Rakshav uh, is starting to show its true colors, but... Uh, Cyclone Summoner is a giant wizard that states when it ETBs. Harry, if giant you, wizard Harry, sorry. We, I just want to make sure you got that type line right. Giant wizard if Harry. you cast it from your hand, return all permanents to their owner's hands except for giants, wizards, and lands. And wizard Harry's. Just to make sure that we got that there. I think this card's great. <laughs> I love these. I love these blue giants and like the blue red giant cycle. Um, I think that I just think this card's cool. I like it a lot. This card is a huge blowout. Uh, yeah. I've been I've been absolutely dumpstered by this card multiple oh, times. Really? On arena yeah. or something? Or on arena, arena. Yeah, 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 arena. It's it just gets like uh, it literally just wipes your entire board, regardless of what you're playing, uh, unless yeah. you are also <laughs> playing giants and wizards, right? But like Harry's wizard, uh, Harry's. Uh, just the thing it. that's really cool about this card too is that it doesn't bounce your land tokens from the new Renin Seven. Oh, oh, yeah, it's super neat in that aspect. Uh, wait, is it, wait, wait, is it those? That's one of the one I'm thinking of, right? Renan Sim is the one that makes your no, it doesn't make the lands, it makes tokens. green tree folk creature tokens. No, 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 there's one card from the new set that like makes your lands into creatures, and I can't remember which one it is. It's not Renan Seven, it's something else. I don't but know. But yeah, I was about I to say, remember. if you if there's a way that you can make all of your permanents lands as well. Oh, yes. In addition to their other types, yes. that it's like, uh, ah, yeah. it is a cyclonic um, rift at that point. There is a card that uh, we are all f- familiar with. I think it's like, uh, was that Kodama? Right? Oh, oh yeah. Kodama, the East Tree? Or, yeah, no, yeah. The, the East Tree. Yes, that's the one. No, no, but it's not Kodama. What is it? It's the other one that came out in Commander Legends that was like, turns all of your. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, it's from Zendikar, right? Yeah, it makes all to... of your creatures into lands, and then every creature you play is basically a forest. Oh, mm-hmm. that's right. I can't remember that one. Yeah, I don't so such either. a blowout because then you don't you you like you literally don't bounce any of your creatures either, right? Because they're Ashaya now lands. Soul of the Wild. Uh, that's, that's what we're looking one. for. Yes. Yep, that's the one. Yeah, so like it's just there's so many cool things you can do with this card. So I'm I'm here for this, and I was expecting to see a Cyclonic Rift in the two drop. So I'm glad that it managed to make it into the seven drop list. <laughs> still, it's still here. <laughs> On the eighth day, day of rock shot, my spark, my spark came to me. To me. Oh my god! <laughs> well, Mr. B, give a sure eighth CMC. What do we think? What's the over under on another whale? <laughs> <laughs> uh, seventy over. 
Well, you'd be wrong because this one's a leviathan because there are no <laughs> whales in the eight drop <laughs> slot. This is an 8 8 storm tide leviathan. Oh, Island walk. Yes. All lands are islands in addition to their other types. Oh, wait. We, are, we just talked about this. Here's an easy way for you to give your opponents islands. And then creatures without island walk can't attack. What a way to stop the, the you know the game from being a blood feud or a rock shove <laughs> as it would be right. Uh, it's it's totally in spirit with that. It prevents anyone from you know making unnecessarily attacks. You know you you sure. just want to make the game you know on turn eight right maybe turn seven maybe turn six depending on how much you've ramped. You want to make sure that the game lasts another six or seven turns right. So uh, you know this puts a stop to any combat damage. I let's, feel like let's tuck maybe win with his approach for the second son. You know? I, th I, I feel like you almost just built a deck with 12 cards. Like, I think you could have easily <laughs> just cycled in all blue cards and built this whale Leviathan Island Walk Matters deck. Tuck, I have this off. deck already. It's why oh, I put them on my list. This, oh, this is my whale deck. I see. Okay. I think I I'd like just it. like to point out that that is not a Leviathan in the art. That's a giant catfish. Right? It is. Well, it's like this is the other thing. Is like I picked it because it looks pretty much like a whale right in the aspect yeah. of just what it looks like yeah and, and i have this problem with with wizards they they have this kind of like a very blurred line between what whales and leviathans look like do you know what i mean like and they're apparently almost, snakes and turtles yeah, right, say, right turtles, exactly it's, it's just kind of like they almost look similar but there's a little bit like i, I guess the leviathan doesn't look as whale like as a whale does because it's got like a weird it, it looks, looks like a catfish it looks more yeah it looks more slimy than a whale would be mm -hmm. i guess i don't know like maybe it's not a mammal it's actually a fish who knows okay. right well the great thing is that we are going to be having vorthos mike on uh, action four for guest month and i know he's very connected with the magic art community so that is go. actually something that we will be talking about in the future all right there you go very good Make sure All you right. ask him about whales and leviathans and why they look so similar. Well, for my 8CMC on the eighth day of Rakshav is one of my favorite enchantment auras of all time. Because... I also grew up in a childhood similar to Tuck to where people sometimes got things that I wanted. My, my, my parents wouldn't oh. buy me the thing. They... Other people... And I'm not saying I would steal it, but, you know, if it just so happened to break into pieces and they had to throw it away, I mean, worse things have happened. And so Eldrazi Conscription just, hey, <laughs> I'm just going to have to break a few of your toys. So for eight mana, you get a tribal enchantment Eldrazi Aura for cool $11. Oof. Enchant creature, enchanted creature gets plus 10, plus 10, trample and annihilator too. Woof. Uh, it's one of your favorite cards, and it is very, very strong. It's a big boy. And it actually yeah. plays well into my pick as well. Oh, I was just going to say, like, when you were describing the card, though, I thought you were talking about Yavimaya's Embrace, because it's also an 8-drop, <laughs> and it steals people's other creatures. And I was like, oh, he's talking about taking other people's stuff. Okay, it's Yavimaya's Embrace. It must be. It's got to be. Eldrazi Conscription, <laughs> yeah. a much better card than Yavimaya's Embrace. A much better card. Yeah, don't worry, because Eldrazi Conscription ties into what I appreciate on the ninth day very, very well. I'm guessing, but, I'm guessing we're going to match on that one, too. <laughs> Big Tuck, what is your eighth day of Rakshav look like? Well, every once in a while, you get all you get all wigged out on uh, hot chocolate, 
and maybe you end up breaking some things that uh you know aren't your, your opponents particularly don't care for and perhaps you smash them so much all that they go into the nether realm um and then maybe you punch them in the face on the way out and then eventually <laughs> uh just draw your library but none of that is possible without your old pal ugin the spirit dragon who's going to make all this very easy for you <laughs> Eight colorless for legendary planeswalker Ugin, plus two, it deals three damage to any target, minus eight, exile each permanent with mana value at or less, that's one or more colors, and then minus ten, you gain seven life, draw seven cards, and put up the seven permanent cards from your hand onto the battlefield. So again, uh, not everyone's Raksha is made equal, and sometimes you just need to, you need to put them back in their little box, put them back in their little place, and again, give them a nice smack on the butt on the way out. I think Ugin the Spirit Dragon is one of the first cards I have seen have so many different printings and still be a $25 card. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, definitely. That's yeah, all well, over the place. This is not where I was expecting you to go with the description you were giving us of what the card was. What did you but think? It does do all those things. I don't I didn't I didn't have any idea. I was like, what card is this he's talking yeah, about? It, and then you're like Ugin and I'm like, I get okay, yeah, Ugin does yeah. those things. You're he right. Does I guess. All, yeah. <laughs> That's all those things. <laughs> Ugin, my goodness, what a beating this card is. Yeah, it's Just, awful. It's so it's, good. Yeah. Ugh. It's one that if uh, if it resolves, everyone's uh, buttholes pucker up a little bit. Just, uh, mm-hmm. mm, oh, it's ooh, accurate. Good. Ooh. It's accurate. I, I, hate, I hate it when someone has like something like a doubling season and they play an Ugin. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. And, and they're just like, oh, by the way, I'll just minus 12. <laughs> and you're like, <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Cool. Goodbye, goodbye literally everything. <laughs> On, On the, the ninth day of Rock Shop, my spark gave to me. Well, Tuck, we talked about possibly matching up on this joyous, beautiful, very fair card <laughs> at the me. 9 CMC. Would it be colorless by chance? Uh, let me get out the ceremonial shaker because it, it absolutely is. <laughs> well, let's uh, go for a three, a two, and a one. Void Widower. Void Widower. <laughs> Nine colors. Happy card of all time. <laughs> yeah. Creature Eldrazi. It's a mythic. And Tuck, what gross stuff does it do? Yes. Uh, sorry. Sorry, not gross. Friendly. Friendly. Just taking Friendly. Yes. from Again. the rich kids to give to the poor kids. Correct. And making sure that everyone, you know, is just obeying the order that you want them to. It's kind of like your dad being like, no, we're going to cut the turkey at this time. And no other time beyond that. But it says your opponents can't cast spells with even mana values. Zero is even. And your opponents can't block with creatures with even mana values. So, again, if you're trying to speed up with your fancy car that you got, can't do that. If someone gives you a lotus petal, maybe, for you know some jewelry, or perhaps a jeweled lotus, can't use that either. Uh, just seems like a, a very fair giving card in this trying <laughs> holiday time. Sure. I, I could not agree more because, I mean, you know, I want to be able to get my Annihilator 2 and my Tintin and my Trample in, and I don't want you blocking. I mean, come exactly. on. You deserve to be punched in the mouth because you had a better upbringing than me. That's just the way it works. <laughs> well, Mr. B, I guess you had a different 9CMC? That's right. Uh, I went with something that uh, I built a very very long time ago not in commander this was in uh just a kitchen table commander or kitchen table uh you know magic 
And uh, it was the first deck I ever really like built, built to play with my friends through high school. And that was an angel deck. So I'm sure you all are aware of what nine drop angel exists out there. And it is a, a firecracker of an angel. <laughs> Rhea Dawnbringer. Uh, this is a four oh. six. Yep. At the beginning of your upkeep, you may return target creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield. This card is a very, very good. Uh, especially with things like, uh, let's say, uh, an instant speed reanimate spell that can exist in white, which does exist in white for five mana. Uh, so you <laughs> go ahead and reanimate this from your graveyard at the end of your opponent's turn, and then you get another big giant dumb angel on the battlefield at the beginning of your upkeep, which is pretty wow. awesome. Let's be honest. Uh, so if you've never played with this card in an angel deck or in a white deck in general, I highly suggest you do so. It is a very good card. But would you say you need that reanimation package? Because I've, I've, I have probably three or four Reyes sitting in my binder, and I've just always struggled to put her in a deck because it's like, oh, nine? Yeah. nine. Nine mana is very hard. I agree. Or at least it was. There's a lot of good stuff in white these days uh, that help you get there much quicker, especially things like Smothering Tithe. Yeah, yeah. On, On the, the tenth day, day of Rockshaw, my spark gave to me. All right. Well, I don't think anyone is going to be matching with me. So let's start with Big Tuck. What is your 10 CMC on the 10th day of Rockshaw? Well, some countries celebrate having the holidays with a goose. Other ones have it maybe with a turkey. But I'm guessing maybe potentially in some countries or states like Hawaii, they may actually celebrate with a pig of the roasting varietal. And for that reason, I thought you might be able to bring an Eldrazi boar to the party <laughs> in the form of a decimator of the provinces with Mr. Bever also knows. So Mr. Bever, why don't you go ahead and read that off for everyone who may not be familiar with this particular Christmas uh, trip. Yeah, so this, is your, this is your best holiday ham that you'll ever see coming. And that is, of course, a 10-drop uh, Eldrazi boar that has a merge, which we talked about earlier, because you had the old school emerge with your uh, fox, whatever fox offering. offering. Yeah, that's the one fox offering. Uh, this is a merge for six and triple green. So really, it only saves you a mana in that case. But the thing with emerge is, of course, you reduce the casting cost of the emerge cost by the creature you sacrifice. Then when it enters the battlefield, creatures you control get plus two, plus two, gain trample and uh. Yeah, plus two, plus two, and trample until end of turn. And it itself has trample and haste. So <laughs> it's basically just like your end raise forerunners that yep. was printed in green, yep. um, only uh, it's an Eldrazi. And you can play it for much cheaper than nine mana if you sacrifice, let's say, a five drop or a six drop. Um, and so I it's very, very good. And I will say I do like the design of this, similar to the Cyclonic Rift Giant, to where they basically wanted to do Rift in that case. In this case, they were kind of trying to figure out, okay, Crater Hoof, how do we do right. a fair version or a sure. fairer mm -hmm. version? And the fact that it's on cast is actually the big thing for me. Uh, not yeah. so much the plus two, plus two and trample, uh, because, you know, Crater Hoof obviously does the X way better. Uh, and mm -hmm. that is great, but Crater Hoof, you can also abuse by ETB. Right, by bouncing. Yeah. yeah, and so the cast piece of this is really, really big. Just like with the Giant, you have to cast it to bounce the stuff. So fair mm -hmm. versions of very powerful cards. Exactly. And not only that, but uh, to, to note, it's like Crater Hoof gives the plus to itself, right? Because yeah. it comes into the battlefield. Mm -hmm. This doesn't, right? So this will just be a vanilla 7-7, seven, seven, right? Yep. When it comes ah, into the battlefield, right. right? So it doesn't get the plus 2, plus 2 because it's on the cast, not on enter. 
Very true. Very true. Well, the card that I appreciate is one that's going to shock Tuck because it's a card draw spell. But here's the thing. What? <laughs> this is actually a card draw spell that by the time you play it, you are going to get that lovely rate of less than one mana per card drawn. <laughs> so Miosian of Seeing Winds is my 10 CMC that I appreciate at the bottom of my heart. Wow. Seven colorless, blue, 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 legendary creature spirit, rare, it's a 3-3. Three, three. When it comes into play, it comes into play with a divinity counter if you cast it from your hand. Mm. It has indestructible as long as it has a divinity counter on it. You can remove a divinity counter at instant speed. Draw a card for each permanent you control. Whoa, it's only four dollars. A lot of card draw. It, yeah, it yeah could be a lot. <laughs> it, ten mana is a lot, but I look at it this way: most people, when it's like, okay, I'm going to draw fifteen cards, it's usually because they are paying ten, twelve, fifteen mana to do so. Right. So mm -hmm. ten mana for this permanent that comes in indestructible is just as good of a rate as those, but now you actually have a permanent. You could use it as a blocker, do whatever you need to, sure. and then you know what? I need 18 cards. Let me go ahead and remove <laughs> a counter, and I got 18 cards. And, and to note as well, removing that counter doesn't say that you can only do it at sorcery speed, so you can do right. it at the mm -hmm. end of your opponent's turns. So you can use an indestructible blocker for an entire turn around the table, and then at the end of your last opponent's turn before you draw, you can just go ahead and draw, you know, minimum 12 cards i would guess at this mm -hmm. point right <laughs> and one thing to note it is on the rules section uh the miosian cycle is just like phage where you have to figure out how to get it from the zone to your hand and because you will not get the divinity counters casting it mm. from the command zone right which uh, makes uh, sense also also uh i'm noted for not having great eyesight but uh, it looks to me in all these Neogen cycles that they are, in fact, floating around somewhere in the air, yet none of them have flying, which I think is kind of an odd design choice for spirits. But what do I know? <laughs> well, it's just like Forbidden Orchard just making the 1-1 one, one colorless uh, oh, yeah. creature token, spirit. but it doesn't have flying. Just a 1-1 one, one spirit on the ground. Don't worry. It's fine. On, on the, the 11th day of rock, my spark gave to me. Well, Oof. not ton of options but i wanted to give some fun trivia there's actually only 11 cmc 11 cmc cards legal in edh Whoa. so at the 11 cmc spot there's only 11 cards it does That's say cool. 12 on scryfall but the 12th that they have listed is actually a meld card and that 11 mm. cmc is the angels adding up to 11. so i thought Very that cool. was pretty interesting and the card that I appreciate the most because I like extra turns. And this seems yes. like it's the fairest extra turn card there is. So it anyone sure is. that's talking about this card in three, two, one, temporal, temporal trespass. Temporal uh, Eight colorless, blue, 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 sorcery, mythic. Uh, Tuck, what does Delve do? Sure. Well, some days you have such a great holiday day with your family opening presents that you just want to do it again and maybe again after that and maybe you could do it again one more time uh perhaps on a holiday like ground dog you say but this has delve so each card you exile from your graveyard while casting the spell pays for one mana and then it simply says take an extra turn after this one exile temporal trespass fantastic little extra turn spell especially yep. when you're only paying it for three and you can't abuse it. You have to exile yeah. it as part of the resolution. It's totally fair. It's, totally it's just fair. an extra turn for three mana. 
I love only, it. only an extra turn for three mana. Only. It's, it's not a big It's only. one of the best gifts you can get at the holiday season, right? It's an extra turn so that your opponents can sit there and watch you play another turn, right? Like yes, it's, exactly. Well, more time! I mean, we all want more time during the holidays, right? right? Exactly. Well, th this is basically, actually, the rich kid dilemma. Because you're taking an oh, extra yes. turn, your opponents are sitting there watching you open up all these presents. You know, the only thing they got are stockings. And yeah. honestly, they just had coal because they have to yeah. like you know have a heat source to a stocking with more stockings in it. Yeah. <laughs> and then you got this Kevin McAllister asshole over here with a billion gifts. <coughs> yeah, what a jerk. giant house in the suburbs that his dad somehow bought. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, Mister B, what was your eleven CMC? So again, I went back uh, and. Uh, dug deep into my uh you know my roots of just getting into draft uh for the first time and the first time i ever drafted was during the mirrodin block um so Ooh. i picked darksteel colossus because holy moly mm. what a beater this card was back <laughs> in the day um 11 yes. 11 trampler with indestructible and then if it would ever go to your graveyard for any reason it just got shuffled back into your deck so the only way you could deal with this card back that back then was to exile it. And let me tell you the number of ways to exile this card during that format in limited, not many. <laughs> not it was like it was like dispatch. I think was like the main exile effect uh, in white. Mm -hmm. And I mean there might have been like one or two others uh, for like exiling artifacts, I guess. But like not a lot. There were not a lot of ways to exile this card. So it was just kind of like you had to make your opponent sacrifice it to get it off the board. Um, and, but if you do that, it just gets shuffled back into the library, right? So it's just, this, yeah. this was just a beater. And it's also one of those ones that's just nice for, I think it doesn't see a lot of love in commander anymore these days, but I think it's still just a great card on the top end. Um, a recursive card that can come back from your graveyard to your library without any worry. It means you can't be milled out that kind of stuff as well. No. Right. Now, Mr. B, I was very surprised because there is a sea creature in this list in the form of Polar Kraken, which is not very good. Mm -hmm. So I can imagine why you didn't put it in there because it has a cumulative upkeep of sacrificing right. a land. Oh, my God. Listen, you say that, but listen, I didn't want to go down the road of getting, you know, pigeonholed into being just a <laughs> sea creature kind of guy, right? Um, so, uh, but I did almost pick uh, the deep... The deep crawler or whatever the heck it was for the eight drop oh yeah yeah uh which is like uh uh, uh the the crab the lobster from fallen empires with a cumulative upkeep of like three blue mana or some nonsense yeah. uh it's just a, a horrible deep i think it was like deep fathom something is that what it was no uh no, i got not. some tech polar kraken cast it and then attach that beautiful beautiful equipment to it to then pass it around oh. the table, so then everyone oh. has a cumulative oh, no. upkeep, sacrifice <laughs> oh, a land. No. <laughs> oh no, that is that's, good. that's that amazing is really though. Good. That sounds great. That yeah, sounds like awesome. a great little like. Huh? Put it back in. It's Here going back go. in. And, and then the great thing in. is that your opponents can't sacrifice it because literally the enchantment or the uh, equipment prevents them from sacking your creature. But then when it gets right. to your turn, and now it's like cumulative upkeep four, you can be like, okay, I'll put it to the graveyard. <laughs> yes. Right. Yeah. Oh. On the 12th day of Rosh, my, my spark came to me. Well, on the 12th day of Rosh, and the final day, Big Tuck, are you betraying anyone, perhaps? No. Oh. I, well, I, I am. I'm betraying the, as usual. Uh, it's, I, it's usually on me to slightly bend the rules 
break them entirely or otherwise circumvent the the theme of the holidays. So I decided to, I decided to end our day here with just a little bit of a little bit of a stretch because you can cast this card for 12 mana, but traditionally it's cast for 13 or much less. So for me, this is the ultimate gift that you give someone because you first taketh and then giveth with Emrakul, the promised end. Coming in at 13 mana, but you could cast it for 12. It's a legendary <laughs> creature, Eldrazi, that's a 13-13. That costs one less to cast for each card type among cards in your graveyard. You're so you a cheater! Yourself, it's 13! You can force, you so, force yourself into putting one land into your graveyard and nothing else and paying 12 for it anyways. When you cast a spell, you gain control of target opponent, the give in this situation, during that player's turn. And then after that turn, he gets to take an extra turn. So you just get to play with his toys, but then return them to him, potentially in a better state, unlikely as though that may be. And then it also has flying trample and protection from instance. Well, and it's also it, very expensive. It, it is fitting that we end Rockshav with uh, the true nature of Rockshaw, you know, the the pillaging, the looting, <laughs> the, yes. the stealing, the chaos. Uh, the, gnashing, the, the great wailing and gnashing of teeth. Yeah, pu putting in a 13 CMC on the 12 CMC slot, it just absolutely <laughs> checks out. <laughs> right. And, I, and, and like, I don't know if you want the segue into my card, because I would assume that what Tuck just did was a great betrayal. Um, oh, so, yeah. <laughs> uh, because there's an Eldrazi in the 12 slot. Yes, there uh, is. Which, which is... <laughs> in my opinion, just a very good card, uh, especially in the spirit of rock shove, uh, because, <laughs> you know, it just goes ahead and says, hey, did you lose this? Look, I brought it back. It's here <laughs> yes. still. Don't worry. <laughs> Everything's good. Um, and that is it that betrays, which is an 11, 11 for 12 with Annihilator 2. So not only does it have Annihilator 2, which makes your opponent sack things, it says when they sacrifice a non-token permanent, put that card onto the battlefield under your control. So now you get to play with their toys as well, Tuck, but more permanently. Yes, See? On a more it's permanent not just basis. for a turn, it's forever. <laughs> and the beautiful thing about it is that this is one of the only ways in Commander, or one of the few ways in Commander, um, that you could make your opponent sack or get rid of their Commander, and you get it. Because oh, it never yes. actually has a chance to go to a zone. It just goes straight to your battlefield. Mm -hmm. So uh, I yeah. remember that causing arguments when we had someone <laughs> in our playgroup play it. And it's like, no, you can't do that. And they're like, yes, you can. Um, if that betrays was mine as well, this card's absolutely phenomenal. Uh, it's hard for me not to put this card in decks that doesn't have a sacrifice theme. Because it is still mm. so powerful, but it is 12 mana with no on the card reduction. So right. it's it's an interesting card because just like, you know, like a Kozilek Butcher of Truth, you'd love mm -hmm. to shove it into every deck. But it's like, gosh, eight mana, 12 mana doesn't need it. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. And, and you definitely want like, I mean, obviously, the more you can abuse the sacrificing the better, right? Mm -hmm. So it definitely makes the 12 more palatable if you have other ways to make your opponents sacrifice things on a regular basis. So I completely agree with you there. Like it's, it definitely finds its way into the sacrifice style type decks uh, and maybe not much else. Yeah, <laughs> but I will say this. 
kudos to Watsi for designing the card correctly because this is old <coughs> enough i could have seen them just being like whenever a player sacrifices a non-token permanent put that card onto the yeah, battlefield oh, under yes. your control and, th and that Gosh. would i mean it would just be insanely way too powerful because ash on altar <laughs> combos would just go infinite yeah, yeah. It would just, it would just i sack this it comes right back i sack it again <laughs> it comes right back ah uh, but that seems mm. like some stupid mistake that they would yeah, have right. done right absolutely yeah Yep. Which, which like, and let's be fair, that type of mistake has still happened now. Yeah, right. It just I mean, happened like, with are, that vampire that was misprinted. <laughs> that's right. That's my point. Is like there are cards yeah. now that have the same that that exact issue where it's like they forgot to print that it's like you know tokens or whatever yeah. on Other, the card, on right? your opponents or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's gonna wrap oh, up our twelve days of Rakshav. Thank you so much for sitting here and just experiencing the joy the laughter, and the just, of course, giving nature of all of the cards that we have talked about. Nothing here is of ill will. Well, hopefully, we'll see you again in 2022. Thank you for staying with us, and as always, remember to support CMD Tower by retreating, subscribing, following, liking, sharing, and placing orders through cmdtower.com slash merch. Another way to support your news team is head over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash cmdtower. With war tiers for all the budgets, there is a way that you, the collective, can help. You can stay in touch with your MTG Action for news team by following us on Twitter, Facebook, and our website, cmdtower.com. You can communicate directly with the team at CMD Tower at the Scrum Number 5, all spelled out except for the 5, at Mr. Bevers, at Dear Squee, and at Big Tuck Tweeting. Bring your MTG Action 4 News team. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good. Rush off! Rush off!